I'm here talking to Kendall. I'm here talking to Annie. And today we're talking about the Tall Hot Blonde saga. Content warning is for old people on the internet. They are playing out their unresolved shit. (laughs) Um, Come join us on Patreon. We have a general support tier as well as a tier that gets you three bonus episodes a month. Follow us on Instagram at Tell No One Podcast or send us an email at tellnoonepod at gmail.com. I think that's right. Mm-hmm. Sources in the show notes. Everything's alleged, but this is definitely tell no one. Enjoy. <laughs> All right. Picture it. It's April 2005. We're on an online gaming site. So we're playing like online poker. Poker. Yes. And we've got chat features. We've got chat rooms attached. Okay. Okay. So user Marine Sniper was in one of the chat rooms when he gets a message from user Tall Hot Blonde Big 50. So Tall Hot Blonde messages Marine Sniper and is like, hey, uh, my name's Jesse. I'm 18. You're in the wrong chat room. This chat is for teens only. And your profile says you're 46. Get out of here. Mm-hmm. Marine Sniper is like, I'm using my dad's account. He signed up. He put his age as 46. I'm actually also 18. And she's like, perfect. And they start chatting for real. Mm. So Marine Sniper's real name was Tommy, and he lives in upstate New York. He wants to join the Marines. Oh, we're 18 for real. Yeah. Tommy. Tommy. His mom died when he was 12 and has been emotionally guarded since. This is all his words. Mm, good for, yeah. Good reflection there. Introspection. Yeah. He describes himself as a loner, depressed. And so he's confiding all of this in Jesse in these chat. They chat each other. Mm-hmm. So this is weird. <laughs> he tells Jesse that when he was 17, he raped a girl in his high school. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I get it. You're troubled. Oh. She truly was like, I. That's like, I understand that that is a response of you are being sad. Oh, Talha Blonde. Talha Blonde, what? Okay. So that doesn't really come up again. But it's we're just... like fucking out of our mind a little bit. Yeah. Yep. That's exactly right. What are you out of your mind? You're like, okaying that? Not not just like, okay. I know it. you're a troubled boy. Like, I'm you might feeling, rape now and then. Like, I'm feeling bad for you. Like, I know you like didn't want to have to do that, but like, he's troubled. <laughs> <laughs> it's very weird. Yeah. I mean, obviously. (laughs) So he enlists in the Marines and he's going to boot camp in South Carolina. Okay. So Jesse, she lives in West Virginia. She lives with her parents and younger brother. She works as a lifeguard. This is her senior year of high school. Mm. So Jesse and Tommy, they're they're romantically involved. I mean, we're messaging each other. As much as you can be on I am. As much as you can be on I am. She starts sending Tommy bikini photos of herself. Um, also some like professional shots. I don't know. Maybe that's her senior pictures. Unsure. Mm-hmm. Some candid ones playing softball. She's like really athletic, which he's also into. Whatever. Tommy eventually sends a picture of himself to Jesse in his Marines uniform. They keep IMing and emailing all the time. And eventually they talk over the phone too. And when Tommy goes to South Carolina for boot camp, they talk less obviously but they still try to make time they soon tell each other that they love each other they've got the cyber sex thing going on it's pretty hot and heavy the way you could fall in love online in 05 
Harder than anything Harder else. Harder than anything. <laughs> Realer than real. <laughs> um, Realer than real. <laughs> soon after he finishes boot camp, Tommy gets the news that he's going to be deployed to Iraq. It's 2005. Uh-huh. I wouldn't join anything willy-nilly. No, but he... You'll get know, shipped off, honey. He won't be able to communicate with her as much, obviously. Um... But he tells her if she wants to send him like letters or things in the mail, just to send them to his dad, Tom Sr., who will then send them to him. Whatever. Mm. So she's sending him letters, like handwritten letters, like pictures printed out because he doesn't have the internet over there, obviously. Mm. And he's getting a little jealous while he's abroad, too. Like they do have time to like have some internet access. And he's like, are you IMing other players, Jesse? (laughs) On the game? On the game. Oh, my God. No, you're the only boy for me. No. (laughs) So Jessie sends him a half heart necklace, which she has the other half of. She also sends her underwear. How, um, like, Rosie the Riveter of her, you know, like, back on the home front. Yeah, very, like, pin-up of you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So they, like, kind of break up because of, like, him being jealous and stuff. They, like, they fight a lot. They're immature. We're 18, we've never met, and you're in Iraq. Right. So they kind of reconcile, but Tommy Sr., the dad, doesn't want them to continue talking and refuses to pass along any more of her letters or packages to his son. Tommy J. Tommy J. Um, But Jesse still, like, contacts him through the internet. So at Christmas time, Tommy proposes, virtually, this is all virtual, so Tommy sends her flowers, Jesse mails more underwear, and dog tags with their names engraved on them. Jesse and Tommy, always and forever. She had them made. Yeah. By the way, like, kind of corny to like... Oh my god, yeah. You no, know, like, he's in the army with real dog tags. Oh, and yeah. He, like, when got, like... Fake ones from Etsy. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, like, dog tags aren't, like, a love locket. They're, like, to identify his dead body. <laughs> they literally... That's what they are for, yeah. They're not, like, me and you forever. They're like, really why sad. would you have your name on a dog tag? Right, like, they find his dead body. They're like, Tommy, Tommy. and Jesse always from forever. <laughs> the fuck is this? These are not army issues. <laughs> what the fuck is this? Uh, so they plan to get married when he gets back. Okay. So in February 2006, Jesse gets an envelope in the mail. Inside of it is a family photo, like one of those like JC Penny ones, like in a studio. Mm-hmm. There's a middle-aged woman, a middle-aged man, and two like mid-teenage daughters in the photo. There's a letter with the photo. The letter says, Jesse, enclosed you'll find a picture of my family. Let me introduce you to these people. The man in the center is Tom, my husband. She says her name is Cindy Montgomery. She's the woman in the photo. The girls were their daughters. We don't have a son. Tommy does not exist. You were talking to my husband, Tom, this whole time. Oh, no. Oh, come on. She's screaming, crying on the ground. Screaming, crying, throwing up. Tom. Tom Sr. is the only we Tom. Have no Tom Jr.? Yeah. He's not Tom Sr. because there's no Tom Jr. He's just Tom. You're, you're Tom. Tom alone. Tom. <laughs> Montgomery. You were your age in that chat room. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
So Cindy, the wife, found some of Jesse's letters hidden in her home and was like, "Yeah, I'm I'm giving you real mail. Like yeah. you're going to get caught, Tom." Yeah. You have like, like a you have a letter in your hand from me a teen. You have my underwear. You have underwear in your hand from me a teen. And his wife is like, Bleh. <laughs> "Yeah." So she's worried for this teen mm-hmm. and wanted to let her know. She says, "You are much closer to my daughter's age than mine." But oh. even less Tom's. Are you over the age of 18? In this alone, he can be prosecuted as a child predator. He's taking advantage of you. You need to be much more cautious. Fine. So Tom Montgomery, the real Tom, was in the Marines when he was younger, 20 fucking years ago. <laughs> yeah. He was not like a hero sniper, though. He was just a fucking regular Marine. But you were a Marine in like... 85 yeah in the 80s i'm pretty sure doing nothing <laughs> right <laughs> so we he, were in a conflict were he, we i don't know early 90s was the gulf war you were yeah you were doing jarhead shit like waiting <laughs> <laughs> waiting for something to pop the fuck off let's waiting. go as soon as something happens i swear i'm gonna be good at it <laughs> just fucking waiting the plot of that movie is they're like I can't keep waiting. (laughs) (laughs) He develops a drinking problem, but recovers. Um, He marries Cindy. They have their daughters. He's volunteering at his children's schools. He's teaching Sunday school. He works as a machinist at a place called Dynabraid. Everything's basically okay in his life, but it's like the classic like middle age thing i wish i were an 18 year old marine right now yes if i could do it all over again i'd be a marine again i'd be marine again at fuck hard (laughs) i don't know (laughs) you had your chance you're a flop you're all flops (laughs) they're genuinely i can't think of anything more like kind of heartbreaking than people who will not adapt to the part of life that they're in and yeah what the f- why can't you appreciate what you have <laughs> it's like now you're 48 I, that's not the age i think he is i think he's 48. you're and you're yeah you're looking back at 18 which you flopped <laughs> and because of that you're currently flopping 48 <laughs> you know like there's a time and place Whoa. to be 48 and it's now for you <laughs> one day you'll be 58 looking back on 48 and thinking damn how did i flop on 48 <laughs> well i'll tell you you were online brother <laughs> you have a family right here in front of you jesus christ so he starts to struggle of like oh my life is so ordinary blah 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 okay very ungrateful very american yeah malaise yeah, what is the movie, though, with the guy? American Beauty? Yeah. Very American Beauty. Ew. Ew. <laughs> so marriage isn't so hot. So he's, like, not feeling connected to his wife. He has a erectile dysfunction. And he says that it's easier for him to connect with people online because he can talk to them without, like, seeing a real person's face. And he can, like, confide his feelings easier than he can in real life. An 18-year-old girl cannot help you. Like, are men kidding? You loser. Yeah. When Talha Blonde messages him and asks why he's in a teen chat room, why Great were question. you there to begin with? He decides to lie and say he was using his dad's account. Whatever. <laughs> he continues chatting with Jesse. He starts developing this young Tommy character. It's very alter ego vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, he sends her a photo of himself in his Marines uniform from 30 years ago. Oh, my God. He had it? He, Of course he had it. Yeah, worn and weathered. Yeah. Yeah, how did how did um she even buy that? Like, clearly a dated photo? I don't know. 
She's 18. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And also kind of like, I feel like I've been catfished once or twice. Have you I? have? I think I have. Not like... Not big time. <laughs> well... The- <laughs> <laughs> well? Well, I guess, yeah, that, that was a catfish in a way. The double life? The double life. Yeah, but he, like, you, you were... You were really with him. Like, you knew right. him. He moved here to be with you. He happened to have a wife back at home. <laughs> <laughs> right. You never could have... That wasn't your fault. No, but I'm saying when you're in that situation and you might see something looking back, you're like, oh, that was kind of evidence. Mm. It does not occur to you in the moment that they are completely mm-hmm. lying. And 05, we're in an era before catfishing. Like, right. Why would I think you're lying? Yeah. You don't. Okay. And even if you're like, I'm going to pretend I didn't see that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'll deal with that later. (laughs) So he creates this Tommy Sr. storyline that's like, you can't talk to my son anymore to hopefully like cut things off. Yeah. He's like, it's getting too much for me. I have to. You could just log off. You could just literally never go onto that poker game again. Mm -hmm. And you never talk to her. You've never met this person. Yeah. But you're getting real mail from her at your real home. That's true. Dummy. Dummy. Sorry, both of me. <laughs> um, so his wife, Cindy, starts to o- notice his internet obsession. He's up on the computer all night. Oh, I'm really afraid of Such that. Such a turnoff. Uh, <laughs> gross. Like, I'm tiptoeing into the computer. And he's like, five, a computer room. And he's like glowing his face and yeah. he's scrolling. You sick Oh my fuck. God. <laughs> loud typing. No Mac. Fucking loud. Yeah. Keyboard typing. Ew. Oh. In February 2006, Cindy finds this package that Jesse sent. Uh, it contains a letter and some underwear, and Cindy is fucking shaken. She confronts him. They agree to divorce. Yes. He moves into the basement in the meantime, and this is when Cindy writes a letter to Jesse to warn her that you're talking to my dumb husband. I love her. Like, you're she did doing it all right. Yeah, yeah, she did the thing. Because, um, <clears throat> like, a lot of people out there would be like, this slut. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so after this happens, Jesse texts Tom after she gets the letter and she's like pissed, like, how could you lie to me? Like, you've led me on, you're gross. Um, he wiggles and worms. He does the like, I could once I was in too deep, I couldn't untangle the lie, and mm-hmm. blah blah. And he says that he planned to kill Tommy off to end the relationship. Oh. But my wife told you before I could. I was going to end it if you had just let me. You were going to let me think my lover died? Wouldn't that make you pretty interesting? <laughs> that would give you like a book material. <laughs> Too true. It's like in the um, girls episode where she's like, her boyfriend killed himself. She's so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> she like wrote a book. <laughs> yeah. Jenny Slate. Is that her? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. So Jesse reaches out to somewhat of a mutual friend of hers and Tom. Brian. Brian Barrett is also in the chat rooms. This is how he knows Jesse. But he works with Tom in real life at Braid. His screen name is Beefcake1572. But Brian actually is a 22-year-old college student. Okay. Works part-time at Braid with Tom, old man, lives with his parents, spends some time in the chat rooms like a man his age is able to do. So Jesse reaches out to Brian to tell him what his nasty coworker did. She's like, ew. ew. And Brian is like, ew. Yeah. So they start chatting. Now Jesse starts sending Brian photos of herself and letters. Now they kind of fall in love. Good. 
age appropriate. Yeah. Fine. They go in other their own chat rooms. They'd make fun of Tom. <laughs> yeah, I would. Are you kidding me? And Matt, the brutality of a teenage girl. Oh, yeah. I would rip him <laughs> to shreds. I'd rip him to shreds. And they do. Yeah. So Jesse also gives Brian her login so he can log into her account and send Tom messages like pretending to be her. Like they're ripping him oh, to shreds. Oh, we're bullying. Yeah, we're bullying. Yeah. Yeah. They're kids, though. Yeah, like, they are. Log off. Okay. So they're sending him a thing. They're bullying him. They also decide that Brian and Tom's coworkers should know that he's a creep. Oh, God. So Brian tells all of them and prints out some messages that Tom had sent to Jesse and like leaves them around very burn book style. Very burn book. Very mean. Very mean. <laughs> you know, like I do internet bullying. Have at it. <laughs> Except for me. <laughs> I not, can't take not it. Not me. I actually can. I'm getting a thicker skin. Fuck them. As long as you're dogging. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, Printing out like word for word you're not trying to alert people to harm you're, you're trying to humiliate and shame yeah yeah like imagine not to feel bad for the old man but yeah. i bet <laughs> i bet he would never imagine that would have come to his work yeah He's so old they don't know that it can become real life <laughs> <laughs> i know this is not the first story where we've been like no it's no like imagine he had to be born in like the 50s yes like he what you're you're bullying him in the future (laughs) (laughs) you can't even understand how you're bullying him you're pretty much bullying him in like a hovercraft (laughs) (laughs) yeah you're bullying him into the new millennium the co-workers are rightfully grossed out they so here's the thing Tom had told all his coworkers, like, I'm chatting to this teen. Oh. But he didn't tell them that he was pretending to be one. Oh. Ew, all around. Yes. You, you told them I'm my, you know me, look at me. <laughs> I'm talking to a teen. Can't beat him off with a stick. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And they now were like, they're like, oh, you catfished her you freak we thought she was like some demented (laughs) weirdo who wanted to talk to you but she you lied to her yeah oh yeah like you were being a creep before now you're like being a deceitful creep taking advantage of a girl who like doesn't even know who you are right like that's gross sir Mm -hmm. um so he angrily messages jesse saying her and brian ruined his life yada 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 so we got Tom and Brian both working in the same factory. You're ruining my life. You're ruining my life. Jesse, kind of puppet mastering mm-hmm. down in West Virginia. And we've got Tom who's basically like, look, look, <laughs> I don't like yous. <laughs> I don't like Tom. I'm, I don't like Brian. But look, we got to coexist. We mm-hmm. work together. I'm not going to talk to him. I'll avoid him. Whatever. But Brian starts talking to his coworkers that he's making plans to go visit Jesse in West Virginia. And Tom hears this, of course, and he cannot handle it because like the old gross man is, is he is obsessed with her virginity. Oh no, Kendall. He's like, Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. Yeah. He's disgusting. (laughs) I don't know how else to say it. What will happen for you if you take her virginity? I'm telling you. Like, will you be whole again? Will it heal your fucked up life? Yes. Here's hoping. (laughs) I'll feel young again. Think it through. Your time. Are you fucking kidding? 
Your life is happening now, Tom. Look at your daughters. Ew. Ew. So he's he's getting really worked up about this. So Jesse starts messaging Tom again. And she's like, you know, I know you lied to me, but I really do miss Tommy. Not role. You want me to role play back to the character I played? Yes. Lying to you for a long time? Can we try? Okay, hold on a minute. Are we playing him? Are we... She, I think, likes the puppet master. The attention to have the control. I think she likes to have the control of these two guys in real life. Oh, mad at each other over her. Who are mad at her. Who is having actual real life drama over her. And she's states away. That's power. (laughs) (laughs) So she's like, look, I fell in love with the alter ego. And I was only using Brian to get back at him. He don't exist. <laughs> Tom is like, I miss my alter ego too. So they agree to renew a friendship, but it's rocky because he's fucking creepy and weird. <laughs> Whenever he sees her chatting with other men online, he gets fucking mean, obviously calls her a whore, says that he hopes she would be raped by black men. The classic. Tom, I don't know where to begin. Right. So the Tom sympathy. No, I'm done. I'm out ends yes for sure i'm out he had me for a minute he's a sick i he's sick okay okay (laughs) okay he interrogates her about who she's talking to on myspace myspace is coming into the picture html right she uh oh he rages out about brian too he says for 10 cents i would eliminate him she says that's a little drastic isn't it and he says payback is a motherfucker jesse i'm the ultimate weapon i'm a marine oh no brian will pay in blood Oh no, even the language of like, I'll eliminate him. You work at a factory. Like, what are you talking about? You are not. You're 48. I need someone to cut his balls off. (laughs) Like, I need someone to emasculate him to death. Yeah. I want to stop him. (laughs) I hate this guy. I I hate this type of guy. Yeah. Well, I don't know what the whole, like, I'm really tough. I'm a weapon thing. Who the fuck made you feel that way like nobody ever feels that way about you (laughs) (laughs) who told you that so jesse's like i just won't talk to brian anymore like don't shoot him (laughs) (laughs) over the next few months jesse and tom are engaging in cyber sex while he's pretending to be tommy moving on (laughs) (laughs) moving on Okay. So, uh, but other times, so they're doing that, but other times he gets so enraged that she's talking to other men that he threatens to dox her and come to her home and physically hurt her. So, yeah, eventually Mary, Jesse's mother, reaches out to Tom and tells him to stop contacting Jesse. Yeah, what the hell? And he's like, yeah, keep her away from me. Okay. Um, a few weeks later, Jesse reaches out to him again and he's like, your mom said we couldn't talk. <laughs> and yeah, she's like, my mom will never know because he's like, you shouldn't be talking to me. She's like, what is she? Know? What she doesn't know won't hurt her. And you know, that's getting him hard. <laughs> Completely. Nothing can, but. Oh my God. Yeah, that's actually true. <laughs> Nothing can. That's like a the big part of this problem. But as you well. know that he's remembering being hard. <laughs> that's what this is all about. Remember- like, remind me of a time when I could get hard. <laughs> 20 years ago. Um. What the fuck am I talking about? Okay, so September 2006. Tom is stalking Jesse's MySpace page and notices that Brian is one of her fa- MySpace friends and they had been like writing on each other's walls? Board? Boards? Boards? <laughs> <laughs> 
He's enraged. He messaged her like, are you and Brian back together? I can handle you with anyone but him. No, you can't. No, you can't. And what are you all talking about back together? together? You've never met. It's too stupid. Like you, who are acting like you have a claim on her, have never met her. Nope. So Jesse's like, no, we're just friends, but I am talking to a new guy named Shake. We're hitting it off. Um, Tom doesn't believe her and believes that she's actually talking to Brian. And Tom also believes that Brian is going to go visit her for Thanksgiving in November. And he tells her, I told you what would happen if you and Brian get together. September 13th, 2006 at midnight, Jesse and Tom are chatting online. Um, She's like, Shake and Brian are not the same person. And she tells him, I'm asking you to love me enough to let me go. Oh, my God. And she says, I'm going to delete all my accounts. Like, I'm done with this. And he says, run back to Brian, you cock whore. He's waiting for you. (laughs) Yeah, he's a sick fuck. The language on you. It's sick. Oh. The language on this one. And very, like, um, do they have porn yet? In 05? Oh, yeah. They should. Yeah. I think you've been watching too much porn. Like, I, yeah. like why are you talking like that? <laughs> this is like weird Mad Libs. Like, of like what? what? Yeah. Like, the, is that a word? The language you're throwing in is very like, where did you hear that? <laughs> <laughs> like, did you come up with that? Yeah. Four hours later, he logs back on and sees that she hasn't deleted her accounts. He sends her harassing messages and also messages Brian saying, your girlfriend and you are both nasty liars. Keep her the fuck away from me. Okay. Mon Dieu, like... Uh-huh. Okay. September 17th, 2006, Brian Barrett's parents come, and brother, come back from a weekend camping trip. They come into their home where Brian was going to be staying to watch the cat. hmm There's no sign of Brian, and the cats have not been fed. What? And they're like, he's very responsible. He wouldn't starve our cats. Like, he loved that cat. He loved that cat. He also like lives here. Like he would be here. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> um, and they're there and the police officers knock on the door shortly after they get home. Oh, fuck. And they say that at 1016 p.m. on Friday, September 15th, Brian had finished his shift and punched out of the factory and was walking in the parking lot toward his truck. He got inside and once he's getting settled, he is gunned down through the driver's side window One bullet goes through his arm and two through his neck and he dies at the scene. His body hadn't been discovered until two days later because no one was working over the weekend. I hate the weekend of the body waiting. So sad. And his parents were gone. They were having fun camping not knowing their child had died. And was sitting in the parking lot all weekend. Oh, no. For nothing. For something very stupid. For a made up thing. You're on the internet. Oh. So sad. Uh, So witnesses heard gunshots and saw someone in camouflage, of course. So yeah, a guy in camo and a ski mask in the area. Um, They don't find any signs of spent shell casings, but they do find a gun clip with dog hairs on it and a peach pit by the murder scene. Ew, you were like having a little snack while you're like waiting out. Can I tell you a joke about a peach? I felt really cool too. Oh, go on. I have a joke about a peach. Okay. Okay. I forget how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. wait. So I told this to Elliot. Okay. So I was walking down the street the other day and I saw, and I saw a man with a, a giant peach for a head. And I asked him like, 
Where'd you get that peach? Where'd you get that peach bread? And he's like, well, a genie came to me and gave me three wishes. And the first wish, I asked to be rich. And so they handed me a suitcase full of billions of dollars and now I'm rich. And then I, the second wish, I asked to have a beautiful girl fall in love with me. And the next day, a beautiful girl came up to me on the street and said she was in love with me. And now I have that. And then for my third wish, I asked for a giant peach for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, Finn? Finn. <laughs> I, like I told Ellie, he's like, that whole long thing for... That's the joke? <laughs> Wasn't that long? Like, oh god, it was so long. <laughs> I like it. Thank you. Where the peach in the, the peach ground. So obviously co like the police talked to coworkers at the factory and they're like, uh yeah, there was some weird online shit going on between Brian and Tom and but like dripping into real life. Dripping into real life and Tom's nuts and like kind of has been talking about killing Brian. So now the police are like, okay, fuck, is we can't we don't know where Tom is. Is he on a rampage? Is he on the way to Jesse? Oh. So they call Jesse. She is okay and alive in West Virginia. She's like, yes, I am involved with both Brian and Tom. And Tom had been acting weird. Last, she had heard from Tom. He had messaged her. He had messaged her. Hey, whore, you <laughs> suck your boyfriend Brian's cock today. No, we all only talk online. No, we all are only online. Yeah. You know I haven't. <laughs> no, you know I haven't. Ew, by the way, like... You gross. You're so Shut gross. up! Yeah. I never want to hear the word cough from you again, I Tom. hope. I don't think it comes up again, but I can't guarantee it. <laughs> so early Friday morning, Tom calls her screaming in a rage. She hangs up on him. He calls back an hour after Brian was killed. I don't know if she answers or not. Mm. He's messaging her all night saying, come on, Brian won't mind if you talk to me. So the New York police contact the West Virginia police and they're like, can you go visit this Jesse person in person so we know she is okay? They're a long way away from each other. Yeah. Okay. So the West Virginia police arrive at Jesse's house. Um, a middle-aged woman, Mary, her mother, opens the door. Um, she's like, Jesse doesn't live here. She's away at college. So the West Virginia police call the New York police and they're like, okay, we talked. Oh, wait. The West Virginia police call the New York police and they're like, she's here. She's fine. Or she's at college. She's fine. And the New York police are like, okay, well, we talked to Jesse on the phone this morning and she said she was at home. So they go back to the house and they're like, has Jesse been home recently? And she's like, no. And I also, and they're like, well, can we call her? She's like, I don't have a phone number for her. And they're like, what? No. <laughs> so Mary's starting to get nervous. No. <laughs> Mary. And she starts to cry. She says, I'm Jesse. I've been using my daughter's name on the internet. Oh, Mary, what have we done? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Mary. She says she signed up to the chat room to play games and she had accidentally used her daughter Jesse's name and information. And was what? like, oh, and then they automatically put me in the teen chat room. Mary. She never takes accountability for any of this. For the origin of it all? Uh-huh. Oh, and all of it. And, like, how, everything she did afterwards. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> She's like, I'm happily married. I have no feelings for any of these online men. What are you doing then? Well, she's like, Tommy just seems troubled. Like, I really thought he was an 18, or a young kid. And I, he seems troubled, so I was, like, helping him. 
Then she says after she heard from Tom's wife that Tommy was actually 46-year-old, 46, 46-year-old Tom, she was concerned that he would be talking to other teens online, so she took it upon herself to occupy him <laughs> so he wouldn't prey on other teens. She literally <laughs> said that. To occupy, like, what are you going to do? It's occupy hard. him till the day you die? It's not much, but it's honest work. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mary. So as- And then, Brian, how do you... That was for fun. <laughs> so she says, as he became like angrier and crazier, I had to placate him. I had Call to. Call 911. Log off. Or log off. She's like, I never had feelings for him or Brian. I had to flirt with them. So the New York police are shook. They're like, she sounded like a teen girl on the phone when we called her because we called her and we're like, this is for sure Jesse, 18 years old. Did they do it? Did she do a thing? I think so. Like imitating my daughter. Oh, I feel ill. <laughs> they look through her computer. Hundreds of photos of her daughter, a lot of which were taken without her knowing. Some photos just up from behind. An upskirt video. All of which were sent to several different men online with the caption, Do you like it? Oh, she- I don't know anything. <laughs> sent she sent photos and pairs of her daughter's underwear to several men that she met online she also made the jesse myspace page Mm -hmm. so they find tom they quite they're like we're gonna bring you in for questioning and he's like can i get my lunch first i brought peaches and i don't want to leave them in my car oh man (laughs) you're a dummy and like a You've been threatening to kill him for a long time, and then he got Duh. shot in the parking lot. <laughs> he denies any involvement. Um, he says that night that he died, I went out to eat and came home a little after 10, which would be six minutes before Brian was murdered. But his wife, Cindy, Cindy, I'm not defending you, is like, he came home at 1030. They look at his cell phone records, and he was in the area of the factory at the time of the murder, and the peach pit was DNA tested, and it matched him. They get a search warrant. They read more co- disgusting conversations between Jesse and Tom. You two freaks now. Mary know. and Tom. Mary and Tom. So they find a note in Tom's house when they're doing the search warrant. And it says on January 2nd, 2006, Tom Montgomery, 46 years old, ceases to exist and is replaced by an 18 year old battle scarred Marine. He is, <laughs> he is moving to West Virginia to be with the love of his life. The note went on to say that this new 18-year-old resembled a red-headed Harrison Ford, had two and a half million dollars in the bank, and a nine-inch penis. What are you talking about? They found his manifestation journal. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> I'm not getting it. <laughs> I mean, if someone found that like notebook when I was manifesting the podcast, They'd be like, girl, <laughs> that's less embarrassing. <laughs> Me too. But like, I, you know, you can't turn back time. I, You're not like in a Disney Channel original movie. Like you can't get like, p- like fall into a lab. You can and make then... a wish and have it come true. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you cannot wish upon a star. No. What are you t- talking about? The nine inch penis thing is like, you're such a fucking You gay. are making me want to kill myself. <laughs> want to die. <laughs> I don't want to be on earth anymore. <laughs> no, like. You think you're gonna be, you're gonna have a different dick? 
Maybe. What are you working with, Tom? <laughs> it's not working. Whatever it is, it's not working. By the way, like nine, like you're watching too much porn. That's the thing. It's like you don't know the real world or women. You freak. Yeah. You are like fully sick and stupid. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> Ew and tragedy. And you're like, <laughs> tragedy. <laughs> it's a fucking tragedy yeah. in so many ways. <laughs> so they break it to Tom that Jesse. Oh my god. It's not Jesse. She was an old bitch like you. An old bitch like you, and he is stunned. So Cindy and his daughters cut him off. No, could you imagine how would you feel about that your father? If I could take enough like showers. Like I would Yeah. I would I tr- it would be as if he were BTK. Yeah. And I'd have to like <laughs> process that. Like, can you just can kill I me? Have a lobotomy? <laughs> right. So, yeah, his family doesn't want to speak to him. He attempts suicide in jail. He agrees to plead guilty to first-degree manslaughter and is sentenced to 20 years in prison. He's eligible for parole in 2024. Okay, so Mary, she says all she wanted is to be a good mother. She says once her kids moved out, she was bored and unfulfilled. Mm. She repeats the thing as, like, I only spoke to Tom to (laughs) prevent him from talking to real teens. And I'm going to write a book about the dangers of the internet. Admit to it all. I hate when they do that, like... Worm their way out of it. Admit to it. Be like, I... am insane. I don't know what the fuck that was. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my I God. do it again. Like, fuck. That was bad. And maybe even go on Dr. Phil and be like, how did I get here? How can you all not get here? Yeah. Redemption arc. Mm-hmm. She never apologized to her daughter or... Her <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She never apologized to her daughter, Jesse, or acknowledged any wrongdoing. Yeah, I would have to kill my mom. So here's the thing. She never told her family about it, and not even after the police came, until she was subpoenaed and had to fly to New York and testify. And her husband was like, where are you going? And she's like, um, I did something bad. Um, she tells her family... Like, I have to go testify for this thing. There was nothing sexual or romantic in any of these conversations. I'm just, like, tangentially involved in this murder case. But real-life Jesse's friends heard about the case and send her all the news articles about it. And that's how she finds out about the murder and her Pretending photos, to be you? Her photos are on, like, the Daily Mail. Like, and oh she's like... Oh, my God, Mom. That's me. And that's my mom. She completely, obviously, cuts her mouth. They're estranged. They don't speak. And her husband divorces her. They're, her husband is very supportive of his daughter. He's like, I don't know what the fuck Mary was doing, but what yeah. the fuck? He's in the documentary, like, sobbing. Like, she's cracked. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we had a good life. He's like, how do you tell your daughter that her mom is insane? I don't know. Oh, my God. And, like, um, pu- putting you in the the eye of it uh-huh what mommy she has never acknowledged that she did anything wrong yeah that part to me is like okay you're ill in a different way like yeah. you're not lonely you're like a different thing you're like a personality disorder yeah <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 you have a problem um she isn't charged with anything because like tom was also crazy in his own way yeah um but the Barretts, Brian's family, thinks that she should FaceTime because she was the puppet master, but there's just no law against being weird online. <laughs> um, Yeah, her husband said, like, when this was all happening, like, he was like, she just wasn't there. Like, I would just be in the, like, we'd be hanging out or, like, I'd be in the house and she'd just be glued to her laptop and, like, would close it whenever I'd come around. And, like, mm-hmm. she was just not in the real world anymore. Not an active 
yeah part of her own life anymore yeah she was like sucked right in just like tom freaks okay what a weird fucking thing to do and hear about i'm so glad you didn't know it i've heard of tall hot blonde Mm -hmm. and i think i've even watched a little bit of it but clearly not to conclusion no (laughs) the documentary was insanely bad well uh thank you thank you girls (laughs) i met you oh (laughs) you're welcome (laughs) feel free to ah feel free to absorb the information feel free to share it but as for you heard it tell no one bye (laughs) 